Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. single town every officer is down all dead police where in my dreams <coughs> shit welcome to phs cult it's a podcast about shit <laughs> do you hear that nope damn it <laughs> nope nope that's disappointing it definitely shows it going out to you you can only hear the birds in your neighborhood the boys. Wow, the fucking boys are fucking loud, man. Those goddamn boys. Boys. Listen to me. Ambient bird noise. It's on the. There's birds in the background of a few of our recordings, not just from you. It's just the birds around here. A lot of shit. That's boys. We yell all day too. Why like, hey, it? look what? at me. Let's mate. Look at me. Look at me. This is my branch. Let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's not sounding. Showing you sound. It definitely should. Yeah, it's not though. Right, well, let me let me try one more time. <laughs> you heard it that yeah. time, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Hello. We're, we're really on the radio now. Hello. <laughs> Who's that? Whatever your name is, get ready for the big surprise. <laughs> oh shit! What's the big surprise? I'll tell you the big surprise. My sunglasses were damaged. I'll tell you the big surprise is we'll start off this episode with spooky news. VHS cult. I'm Kyle. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm Wolfman in the morning, wolfing around. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fart noises are funny. Here's what the big surprise is. Time Traveler announces a big event will occur in the Atlantic on October 7th, 2021. All right, well, I guess we'll find out in six months that this guy's full of shit, too. Remember the date. Well, we're in a different, different alternate universe or some shit. Remember the date, October 7th, 2021. Something amazing is found in the Atlantic Ocean. The discovery changes the waters forever and also changes human lives forever as well. But you, um, Cthulhu. That's, Cthulhu. About, that's about it. Um, also, he's got other predictions, but first... So let's speculate on what's found in the Atlantic. Obviously, um, Cthulhu, Godzilla, uh, Cloverfield Monster. What else? It's not Cloverfield Monster. God, shut up. That's what stupid. else comes from from the, the, the sea? The Pacific is where um, <laughs> Sadako from the Ring comes from. Um, yeah, well, the, there you go. So that that won't be that would change human Atlantic. society forever. Well, no, that's the Pacific. So the Atlantic. What comes from the Atlantic? Mm, slave trade. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any good speculation on on this one. I bet it. I mean, it's just the you know the fun pop culture ones. Cthulhu, Godzilla, obviously not Cloverfield. That's dumb. You know, Why not? Uh, maybe it's like a it's like a Transformer. Cloverfield feels not any dumber than most other kaiju movies. It's just on par with Gamera, at least. <laughs> no, it's Gamera. Uh, you so, love you loved Gamera as a kid, though. Fucking turtle and his goddamn spinning. Oh, yeah. Gamera is cool as shit. Who doesn't want to be friends with the best friends of the giant turtle? <laughs> Apparently a lot of fucking space monsters. 
Oh, so this guy's Twitter handle is at that one time traveler, apparently. Uh, he's uh, vague about the future as he is about his life. In a video from last August, he promises, I will try educating you all without messing up the timeline on how to be successful and what happens in your near future. Oh, he's like a rise and grind time traveler. Oh, sweet, sweet. Okay, well, what, he's like, invest in piss coin. Yeah, what's he telling me to invest in right now so I can do it? Because um, you know what? Once this podcast gets out there, he'll be so popular that even if he isn't a time travel, he'll be right. In fact, he does mention he works for a company called Aura that invented the time machine he traveled in from the year 2485. Holy shit. Don't bother trying to find him because he lives on a small planet called Vato. Vato? Vato? <laughs> V-A-D-H-O, Vato. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I live on the, the planet Vato. <laughs> Which Aura discovered. I mean, that's realistic. Corporations are going to start discovering and colonizing planets eventually, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you paid attention to what Elon Musk has talked about and Mars and shit? It's going to be awful in space. Uh, no, but I, I saw his uh, death tunnel in Las Vegas. That looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good place for all the rich to die. Uh, so, um, Vado, you can't find it. It doesn't exist because it hasn't been discovered by Aura yet, I guess. So why is this time oh, yeah, I mean, it's 400 years in the future. What do you mean? Uh, the, the oh, I mean we may have discovered it. We just haven't named it Votto yet. Why is this time traveler on TikTok? I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's got to get that quiche or something. Um, don't bother trying to find for yourself what's going to happen in the Atlantic on October 7th because it could be anything, which on October 8th you'll probably take credit for. Um, on July 6, 2788, a giant asteroid will hit the Earth, bringing disaster. But by then, we will have colonized Mars, the Moon, and other planets. He's from 2485. How does he know about 2788? Oh, yeah. I forgot he's got a time machine. <laughs> you know, if you really think about it, once you invent the time machine, um, human progress sort of becomes meaningless, doesn't it? I guess. But the thing is, I the time travel doesn't Time isn't real. Yeah, impossible. Exactly. I don't think you can go back in I time believe only least. Dr. Doom has ever created a, a time machine that doesn't actually create a uh, alternate universe when he goes back in time. So, I think the only logical form of time travel is to go somewhere where time passes slower, right? Like where the gravity's higher. And then come back to our level of time and you'll technically have traveled to the future. Right? Yeah. Ooh, time dilation. It. Yeah. A trip to in current time to his TikTok page will take you to announcements far less catastrophic and far more entertaining than the apocalyptic event. For example, aliens called Nirons live on Neptune, and a war with them within five years will cause a pandemic called the Nozick virus. Wait, uh, in 2026? Five years from now? Yeah, 2026. Oh, no. 20, on March 8th, 2025, a zombie apocalypse will start at a classified facility in Austin, Texas. Oh, Elon Musk. The disease is named <laughs> Co uh, Zovid 25, and after a zombie all bite, right. it only takes about 40 seconds to turn into one. The outbreaks, outbreak Jesus spreads Christ. all across the United States and other countries immediately go into lockdown. You know, I've had the time traveler I used to listen to in my youth was way more believable. John Titor? That's the one? Yeah, that was a good one. This guy's like, yeah, there's going to be zombies, guys, because that's crazy, right? Yeah, well, it's going to be called Zovid 25 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Area 51 is not an Air Force facility, as, the, as they claim it is. They are hiding stuff there that can change the world forever. When I say they, I don't just mean the government. I mean the Illuminati, the bosses of the government. Holy shit, oh, the Illuminati's We're real. doing that shit now? 
Uh, everything turns into like Illuminati New World Order shit. You know what I mean? It all circles back to that. Well, I was thinking, you know, like uh, complaining about movies and TV shows a lot because even professional writers aren't very good anymore. You got to think these people aren't even professional writers coming up with this shit. So their ideas are <laughs> even worse. Yeah, they wouldn't even make it on a CW show. Yeah, they're like fucking wonderfully. Uh, what are, here's I'm a, sorry, there's been competent writers on CW shows, but I, know, yeah, but this I got a pitch for Supernatural, and they'd be like, "No, we can't accept this garbage." <laughs> but all this other garbage, no problem. Yeah, it's season forty-seven of Supernatural. Like, nope, that even too far for us. Yeah, this is a sign we should end it. Man, I wonder what we're gonna find in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, it's just a bunch of dicks. But the real concern is the zombie apocalypse shit, man. Fucking, how are we gonna handle yeah, who that? Who gives a fuck about the ocean? Yeah, I don't care about goddamn. What are you gonna find? The world's biggest fucking octopus dick? That sounds cool, but I mean, it's not as interesting as the zombie apocalypse. And I, it's Austin, Texas. I mean, if fucking Joe Rogan and Elon Musk are gonna start it, that's the only thing I know about Austin, Texas. Now I know they used to have like South by Southwest, and they're like keep Austin weird, but now it's just Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. <laughs> Holy shit. All dead police. I don't want to talk about all the shitty stuff that's happening. I'll just uh, I've kind of been personally purposely avoiding it the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll just say um uh, the usual stuff, ACAB, fuck the police, kill cops. Um I don't know what else. I wish uh, somehow there'd be a solution. Uh, I mean, I remember like last summer when they're like, oh, the white allies are getting exhausted. And I don't want to be like one of those people, but it's also just talking about it, it's not going to do anything either. So, well, I mean, it, well, it's not even necessarily that the, you're getting. <laughs> Here's the thing you're, it's not like you're getting exhausted. I aren't necessarily talking about you, but if you look at polling numbers, the um, support for you know Black Lives Matter or reforming the police has gone down drastically since the summer and that's really the uh that's the exhaustion. Like you're still in favor of of uh, of all those things. Yeah. Uh, I'm in favor of abolition <laughs> which is uh, too scary for most people. Uh, yeah, well uh, yeah, uh, it is unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean plenty of societies exist without cops. All they do is murder people. We can figure out we can definitely figure out a different method. Don't need cops. In fact, no. Pro- I mean, it's not. It's, 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 uh, mm, no, that's they'll turn against you quick on that one too. <laughs> if you if hey, you hey, really hey. want to see people turn against you quick? I'll guess what? One, one, just use one of those four chan slogans. You can't corner you know what the door. That's the thing. Like, you're just like, <laughs> it's like you're paying your, we're just in the fucking corner. There's no right yeah. answer. There's no way out of this. At least well, no uh, simple way. I mean, what sucks is like they they already did it. You know what I mean? They fucking did it. And now you gotta, we gotta like fight our way out of like the deepest hole. Whatever, I guess that's all I have to say about it. We've gotten pissed off, not even pissed off. I'm just been really upset this week. Been crying a lot, <laughs> not just because of that, just because I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm emotional this week. But it definitely, that didn't, definitely didn't. All the stuff going on, with cops definitely didn't help because I fucking hate those guys. But you know, um, I found out. Uh, that's why some, you're announcing your uh, run for Arizona Senate. And- I think I, I don't think I could win in Arizona. I don't know where I. I don't want you actually. to. I just want you to run. Let's do it. All right, I'll run. I don't give a fuck. Ah, hell yeah! I do have good oh. news uh, though, especially for us um, local residents. Uh, Flavor Town no, has arrived in our town. Oh god damn it! Yes, I've been I'm watching a- some Guy Fieri during <laughs> during the um, yeah. lockdown, the pandemic. Because you know what else are you gonna do but watch Guy's Grocery Games? Mm-hmm. Well, his I love this bar and grill is in. 
uh, Queen Creek area. I forgot to check. He's got was it the firecracker at. sauce or the fucking calls it? Donkey sauce. <laughs> firecracker donkey sauce. Donkey sauce. Donkey. I was donkey. Uh, checking out DoorDash the other day, and uh, I'm not DoorDashing that. You got to go in there for the ambiance. Yeah, exactly. But it's on there, and I was like, "Holy shit, we got a flavor town." <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's Flavor Town out. Flavor Town is here. We I'm are Flavor Town. Fucking get two plates of donkey sauce. I don't even know what donkey <laughs> sauce is. <laughs> I just want a oh, I just want a whole liter of donkey sauce. Hopefully it's just like <clears throat> mushroom gravy and <laughs> sausage think, grease. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just it's just ranch and sriracha. <laughs> donkey sauce. Donkey sauce. <clears throat> yeah, once I get that vaccine uh, Thursday, get my second dose a couple weeks from then, I'm going to celebrate by going to uh, Flavor Town. Oh, uh, wait for me. I'll get my vaccine. We'll both go to Flavor Town. <laughs> right. Stay tuned for our review of Flavor Town. <laughs> maybe, uh, awesome. maybe the Colonel of Flavor will be there himself. Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. I'll steal the sunglasses. That's what I call an NFT. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't really know either. I watched uh, WrestleMania. It sucked, but WWE's got some NFTs there advertising. Are you fucking me? <laughs> no, I'm getting this shit. <laughs> it's real. It was like Undertaker commemorative shit or something. I don't know. They didn't. You uh, idiot! They didn't advertise it very well. I was just like, oh, we got uh, we got nifts, huh? Nifts, nifts. I mean, you know, you, you got if you. you if you're squeezing every penny you can out of your, your talent, where else are you going to get money? Nifts. Yeah, like they're going to sell um, Mpreg fan art of like Yokozuna and stuff. That sounds tight. Rodney, well, you, why'd you next let us do it? You're going to have all the female wrestlers start their own OnlyFans, but they'll they'll take a uh, 20% cut, cut of the profits. Yeah. Holy shit. I, that well, that's what they're doing seem, with the Twitch. That doesn't seem beyond. The realm of possibility, to be honest. Yeah, because you know the only reason people want to see you on the only fans is because all your work here in the WWE. Well, just remember how they treated Sable and Trish Stratus and stuff. Oh, you can do it again. Oh, all that brief donkey sauce. Oh, I got so much donkey sauce flowing in me. It'll be a cross promotion of donkey sauce. It'll be um, WWE superstars covered in donkey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't never get old. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Um, I, the the women in WWE are the only thing keeping that shit afloat. To be honest, there's no interesting dudes. I was watching it and I was like, every dude in the WWE is seems like the that one most annoying guy at every house party you go to. <laughs> Just got like fifty of them talking about fucking going shooting and his favorite craft brews and shit. Ugh. It's the most boring dudes. Like, can we just get all the most boring white dudes ever on one show? We did it. Oh, that's, WWE. Well, I mean, it's kind of been WWE forever that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like nah, it's, that's just wrestling. Lisa, you know, maybe, but I know you mean. Like, you don't have any moves. crazy ones or anything. You know, there's no Macho Man. Yeah, there's no Rick Rude. There's no Jake the Snake. There's just like the blandest, most flavorless white boys you ever seen, and they're all like they're delts. What if we could all grow the same beard? <laughs> Beards are not. That's. I mean, it's reminiscent of the '90s, where like um, all the wrestlers were still dressed in like hair metal was tight. Remember, like how Triple H looked in his outside the ring attire and shit. Mm-hmm. 
same sort of thing now where like they all still just have like huge beards and it's like man that shit hasn't been cool for like three or four years now <laughs> but it makes sense uh, I don't know. Just... expecting these guys to be cool is usually like, I, mean, I can't think of ever really when a wrestler was ever really in in style you know what i mean well yeah a wrestler who was actually, they just like, like, had their own kind cool of, like, in a non-wrestling jive. way but um yeah cool in a non-wrestling way yeah i can't be of anyone to be honest but I just, I, I just mean the, the, the cycle's perpetuating. <laughs> yeah, pretty lame. Uh, WrestleMania was pretty lame. Also, why is this shit still? It's they still got that pirate theme. Haven't they done that shit for like the last three WrestleManias? Fucking get a different theme, you loser. <laughs> they doing, well, they didn't. They didn't really do WrestleMania last year, so they're like, let's try it again. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really did not like anything about it. It was just uh, uh, didn't other people like it? I didn't really read a lot, but about it. But I, I remember some people saying at least at least the first night I think I had good reviews. Well, like some of the matches were pretty good. Like, all the women's matches, basically. Um, but but that's all I could say for it. And then it's like even like some of the angles and shit are just like I don't know wrestling WWE. I haven't watched AEW since it started, so I don't know. But WWE especially is just like the blandest product you can think of. Now, no personality, nothing. Nothing. They even have like, not even, no one's even got like interesting ring attire. Or, <laughs> I don't know. It's just terrible. There's nothing going for it. No. I'll watch it again next year, though. I'll still watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I watched it for inspiration mostly. As I've mentioned before, I think um, the greatest pursuit a man can have is to have a wide neck, a neck wider than his jaw. <laughs> so you're looking out, going out there looking to see, oh, how 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 does my neck compare to? Yeah, this well, you you just think of the great neck heroes of our time: Henry Rollins, Chris Jericho, the guy from Letterkenny. <laughs> all very wide necks, wider than their jaw. How they do it? Some might say genetics. But there's got to be some exercise you can do. <laughs> I mean, Chris Jericho for sure is not is not pure genetics because his neck was not always that size. Yeah, go back and look at him when he's young. He's always had a huge ass neck. So what, I'd say that's one of his calling cards is a big neck. <laughs> his big neck. The rest of his head has actually gotten bigger over time, probably from TRT. Because when he was younger, it was like there was a stark difference between how wide his neck was and how wide his jaw was, but. I don't know. He just looks old as shit now. <laughs> uh, after the WrestleMania, the um, Stone Cold show, the Broken Skull Sessions, where he interviews other old wrestlers, was on, and they actually had Chris Jericho on there, even though he's like a persona non grata because of uh, AEW. Yeah, but they had him on there. It was pretty good. I like watching the old timers talk about old timey stuff. Like I, I remember, we used to go out there strapping onion to your belt as a styles of time and. <laughs> you go out there and wrestle 47 matches in a row. I mean, you, you drink a beer, you wrestle 47 more. <laughs> you smoke on your way to the ring. <laughs> Sandman? Sandman. You smoke while you're wrestling. Sandman. <laughs> That's his whole gimmick, though. He was just like an out of shape guy that hit people with a kendo stick. <laughs> it's not really much of a gimmick if you think about it. I remember when he kind of had a little bit of a comeback in WWE and like got in shape, but then he looked like strange weird yeah <laughs> well, you shouldn't be in shape put your zubaz on <laughs> <laughs> go smoke a 12 or drink a 12 pack because yeah. smoke a 12 pack even speaking of things that are uh, out of style i started watching um 
I'm done the morning with Ryan. Just one beat, wild communication. Man, those old uh, J-pop songs for the like '90s anime. The fucking some of those slap. I still love the gun. <laughs> gun <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hiro Yugi, uh, what a f- what a weird little tryhard guy. He fucking sucks. I um, <laughs> tried to rewatch Gun the Wing a few years ago. I couldn't do it. And one of the big obstacles was, yeah, Hiro Yugi. It's like, this guy's supposed to be the hero. What the fuck is going on in the 90s? <laughs> the fucking first episode, he's like, oh, you invited me to a birthday party? Rip it in half. I'll oh, kill my you. tear away as I as you walk away. Oh, you're uh, I'm confused? You're confused? Guess what? I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'll kill <laughs> you. You, you. Okay. All right. You, you're 15. Let's. Hey, new kid. You <laughs> come to my birthday party? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. All What's right, great well, is... um. Everything within the the, uh, the the world of the show, it's like intense. He's like, oh, I'll kill you. But if a 15-year-old actually said that... Yeah, there's no like, way it's threatening. You'd be like, what? Well, I mean, not in that situation. You're in fucking prep school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, they have school shooters at prep school, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Hero would be the worst school shooter. He'd come in and goddamn gun them. <laughs> One shot, he takes up the entire school. <laughs> yeah. That's not what you want. Yeah, he uses that crazy uh, gun he's got. He doesn't even have to show up. He shoot that shit from space. It's really unfair. He shouldn't have that kind of power as a 15-year-old. No. He can't even lot, drive yet. A lot of that, you know, a lot of stuff in the anime doesn't really, doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Huh. yeah. <laughs> huh. Weird. Huh. Yeah, it's just, uh, they were like, well, uh, cute boy is in animes are really popular right now. What if cute boys drove Gundams? Gundam Wing. Not like Amaro. Cute. I said cute. Amaro. Tough. Amaro. Amaro. Yeah, and uh, they, all, they all have to have tortured pasts. The real and trouble. The bad guy is some sort of a Shara stand-in. He's also got a tortured past. <laughs> and he has uh, mixed up morals. Whose side is he really on? Hmm. His own side. Ooh. Ah. And there's well, some weird theme where people are named after numbers for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. Hunt. Gundam. Trash. Duo. There's other ones. Catra. Troa. Yeah, a bunch of people are different ways of saying numbers. What's that all about? I don't huh? I don't know. <laughs> You're watching it. <laughs> I'm only like three episodes didn't have to explain the number all the numerology <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Unravel the mysteries. You know the best part of Gundam? Just Wild communication. Any like Gundam, honestly, is uh, just the, the sound effects they do. Like when something, like all the, the weird like synthesizer stings that they came up with for Gundam. Love that shit. <laughs> That's uh, the best saw, part of Gundam. Uh, we were watching on Hulu and I saw that they, they made like, uh, I guess it's an OAV um, remake of the original Gundam. We might watch that. Yeah. It's probably awful. I haven't watched a, a Gundam since I was like 10. Gundam the animation's awful, really so. cool. What a ringing endorsement. That's kind of all you can hope for with most anime, to be honest, in my opinion. It's just like, well, the animation is pretty cool. (laughs) It it looked pretty. Yeah. You know how it's going to be. People are going to yell exposition and tell you exactly how they're feeling. Sometimes (laughs) they'll just describe action you just saw. Uh, That's, you know, it's fucking anime. It's not like not everything from Japan can be on par with Robo Geisha, okay? My new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's this weird thing. Um, I'm I, I mentioned it last week, and uh, this week I've gotten more into. I'm becoming a scholar of Noboru Aguchi, the Japanese film director. Uh, all Until of his, next week when he comes in on the infatuation. Yeah, it's something else we'll call it. 
But um, all of his movies have a very simple pro women sort of vibe to them, right? They're all about women getting revenge against the society that betrayed them or society that doesn't function well for women. Just so, like Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Sort of, girls. a little bit, yeah. No, I don't know. That one, I was that was me being a dick because I don't really think Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch is that much of like a... Yeah, but I, I, I think in, in the same vein where it's like attempting that thing, right? But not um, necessarily succeeding. Like it still kind of has the same trappings. Like it's still like the male gaze kind of thing. Well, that's yeah. What I want to bring up Noboru Gucci is they are. Oh man, are, I pegged it then. All, all right. the movies are arguably um, like simple forms of feminism, right? But then yeah, um, not all of them specifically. There's somewhere there's not male gaze or anything like that. But it does seem to pop up. I noticed it in Ghost Squad initially because there's just one specific scene where it's like. Within the world of the film, it's like just like a happy um, moment where you get to see like one of the ghost girls just experiencing genuine happiness or whatever. But watching it as a viewer, it's like, well, why is the actress just in slow motion in her bra and panties and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's why they were saying the sucker punch. Like, well, this is their imagination. Why do they, why do they look like that? Well, there's part also part of it is like, well, if the actresses weren't coerced into it and they're happy to do it, then that's also like an expression of their sexuality that they're fine with. But I don't know, it still creates conflict that makes most of his movies not universally I couldn't universally recommend most of his movies. Well, I mean, right off the top, because there's also extreme gore in it, which a lot of people don't like. But um despite like I said, despite the movies arguably being feminists there's still just a lot of yeah male gaze in it that i'm i'm trying to like i don't know this is the same sort of situation where when i watch south korean tv where i don't understand the culture enough where i'm like i know there's an aspect of japanese media where they do are forced to have fan service and things right and then but it's also like what does feminism look like in japan like are maybe they're not as concerned with that sort of aspect of it or is it still just because i mean this is a porn director who's trying his best you know at the end of the day it's not a big deal it's just the main thing i've been thinking about when i watch his movies Um, and then like machine girl doesn't really have any of it but machine girl is very explicitly like this is absolutely run-of-the-mill um grindhouse exploitation revenge movie and i remember actually now when it came out in the united states it being kind of marketed like quentin tarantino grindhouse after i watched it i was like i remember seeing this in like 2007 2008 um but that one ultra violent and it's like a woman wronged getting violent revenge but it's just her brother was killed rather than having been raped or something like that and it doesn't it doesn't really suffer from any of the sort of exploitive camera shots either but then zombie ass like when i described it it almost <laughs> felt like ass. watching a fetish to someone's fetish on screen and then ghost squad doesn't have it all except for that one scene <laughs> and but part of ghost squad 2 is like the girls the ghost girls have to kiss the living girl and i don't know there's weird stuff in it because it's he seems to be a weird guy and that's what i like about it but i don't know it makes me more interested in understanding what feminism looks like in japan it's another one of those situations where i like knew someone who was um not japanese american but you know just straight up like culturally japanese who i could be like hey what's this all about what's all this noise then what's this all about but robo geisha 
fucking awesome. It has some of those male gaze problems too, as you would imagine, Robogation and stuff. But um, I mean, it has a gaze in the title, but it's got some of the coolest shit in it. It's got uh, Robogation plays um the uh, traditional Japanese like loot. I forget what it's called, the samusei or something like that. And it turns oh, yeah, her legs, yeah. turns her legs into a tank. She gets like tank treads. And then mm-hmm. yep. for the final, why wouldn't the movie, you? Yeah, it's like bad CGI tank, but it fucking rules. She's just zooming around through bad CGI fighting um, an imperial Japanese castle that turns into a giant robot, which is just a guy in a suit. So it's like Power Rangers kaiju style. And fucking she just zoom around tank treads, fighting that monster, killing other geishas. There's uh, Tengu ninja assassins, like demon assassins, and they uh, shoot like acidic breast milk out of their little Tengu masks on their uh, bras. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, so tons of people getting their faces melted off. And uh, I've complained before about like how I don't like CGI blood. But um in RoboGeisha, it's due to budget, they have to use CGI blood, I'm sure. But they use it so like perfectly comedically. It's just fucking the best shit. <laughs> so I I do universally recommend RoboGeisha. It's so like Yeah, five stars, fun for the whole thing. Yeah, it's like so not serious that like I don't know how you could be offended by it to be honest. It's just like the stupidest shit. So Uh, I I think you you'll be surprised. You know, people are out there getting offended all over all kinds of things. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely legitimate concerns in it that you could be upset about, but I there's it's to me too much ashy acidy. It's it's so fun and ridiculous. It's just like what the fuck. And uh, her and her sister have to combine into um, an even stronger Robo Geisha at the end of the movie, resolving their conflict. It's actually oh, yeah. pretty well written, <laughs> and it's <just> weird <laughs> as shit. It's very. Um, I cried at the end. It's very on the nose and like in your face on purpose. Like it, um, <laughs> I don't know. You just have to watch it. It's fucking good. <laughs> and then another one I watched though was uh, Live Raivu as Raivu. Uh, which wasn't as very good. And I only bring that one up because um, whoever did the subtitles for it did like the most literal translations ever. So you like read the subtitles and then have to spend a split second in your mind, like sorting it out into like something that would actually mm-hmm. be conversational. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and a lot of his movies are hard to find. So I guess that's another reason I can't really recommend them. But good luck if you want to check out any of his movies. So far, they've all been pretty good. Yeah, these are all great movies. Good luck find them. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. They're, on, they're on the internet, kind of. I mean, just, you know, it'll take a little bit of work. Some of them are worth watching. I bet you could find Machine Girl pretty easily. And then that might be about it. But I still, hmm. I still got quite a few of them to watch. I've only watched like five out of like the 15 I want to watch. And once I watch them all, maybe I'll understand. I'll understand what it's all about. <laughs> it all, it all of life mysteries will be unfurled to me. No, just like, can you uh, um, make feminist movies but still have uh, women in their bra and panties all the time? Can it be done? Yes, of course it can. It's just gonna be done in. Mm, no, no, I probably can't. I bet it could be done. Someone could do it. Probably not a um like a porn a man porn director a male porn director, but uh, someone can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those probably aren't like the the the, the right ingredients, but someone could do it. Guarantee someone could do it. Guaranteed, guaranteed. And then the last for movie uh inf- movie news or movie things that are interesting. 
uh, guy directed Kong Skull Island. He's apparently making a Gundam movie for Netflix. So that's going to be oh. shit. What? That's oh, going to be shit. I'll watch it. Gundam, most Gundam shows are shit. Yeah, but like, it's going to be shit. Nah, I bet it's going to be okay. It'll probably, I'm, I mean, I'm watching it. That's Kong Skull Island was, was pretty, was pretty okay. So I think it's because it's going to be pretty okay. It was, he didn't. I'll watch do, it. I own, I already paid for Netflix. I may as well watch the damn thing. That's true. He didn't do well enough with Kong Skull Island to even to get to direct the CGI mess Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, he directed the best of those movies. I, I mean, maybe he didn't, it didn't do well enough for to warrant him continuing on in the, in the horrendous franchise they were trying yeah. to create. The but, Kaiju uh, universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, the first Godzilla movie was boring as shit, but it's still better yeah. than King of the Monsters. Is Kong Skull Island pretty good? I've only seen bits of it. No, it wasn't good. It's not. It's better than King of the Monsters. Is it better than... I would I think it goes Skull Island, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Godzilla, and then King of the Monsters. But there's still a uh, lot of necessary I, bullshit in King Kong vs. Godzilla. The uh, first Godzilla movie, I haven't seen it since it was in the theaters, but I, I thought, well, I don't know, I would say that's better than Kong vs. Godzilla. Maybe not, though. Uh, I don't remember too well. I don't know. I guess it depends on what you want. Like, it might be a better movie overall, but there's just not enough Godzilla in it for a Godzilla movie. You know what I mean? The only time Alex, that's acceptable to me is in the original Godzilla. The only thing I remember from that Godzilla is the scenes of Godzilla, so that might be why <laughs> I think it's better than it is. Oh, I also remember the part where they got a like parachute or whatever, and there's red stuff. Oh, oh I, I guess so. Yeah. Remember the movie very well. <laughs> I just Godzilla vs. King Kong was uh just really not good to me, so it's like the other one's gotta be better if I got to this point somehow. <laughs> Zack Snyder's uh, new zombie movie on Netflix looks stupid as shit, too. Yeah, well, that's Zack Snyder for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Snyder vs. Here to Stay. Again. It Maybe. Just seems, we'll um, see. I don't know. Until the Warner Brothers changes his mind again. They should just scattershot, make whatever the fuck you want like they've been doing. Occasionally, they'll get something that's all right, I assume. <laughs> they haven't done it yet, but one time I watched Bird's... Um, Birds of Prey one time and thought it was pretty good. Then I made the mistake of watching it a second time and I was like, well, no, I guess I just like Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, the Suicide Squad will be good. I think it actually will be. I'm As much as I talk shit about comic book movies, uh, I James Gunn is a good director. Yeah, um, you just like him and Troma. Yeah. I mean, if you started making movies for Troma, guaranteed you're a good director. You could turn shit into gold. Um, you can turn gold into shit, is I think what you really mean. You do that too. But yeah, but Slither is also one of the uh, like cutest horror movies of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I so I, don't know, I like James Gunn. Um, Where Chinese, Chinese people come from. If it's like as violent as his uh, first superhero movie, Super, wouldn't that be fucking nuts? I remember the Ellen Page gets fucking murked in that movie and you can see like the fucking the 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 uh prop they made for the top of her head was so detailed you could see like the muscle fiber in between the skull and the brain fucking <laughs> gnarly shit so if it's, if it's that also, it's elliot page now oh i apologize yes elliot page didn't mean to dead name him that sucks but um my apologies uh yeah if it's as violent as that shit man be some real shit 
Mortal Kombat comes out next week. Hell yeah, it does. I want to pirate that shit. I have HBO. I think I just get it for free. Oh, yeah, well. I want to pirate that shit. Skull Island. Donkey Kong's Island. It's like, oh, that'd be a cool movie. It's a pretty good game. Donkey Kong's Island? Donkey. Oh, no, Donkey Kong Island out of barrels. Donkey Kong Country. Man, I'm excited to get the second vaccine, get my life back together. I'm not excited to get a job. Why would you be? The only job I'm interested in getting is the cuddle boy. I want to be a cuddle boy. Well, they pay $80 an hour from what I've read. Yeah, that's fucking uh, intense. And they do have it in the United States now, right? Right? Didn't you read an article that there's an American cuddle boy in the press? there's There's definitely... There's more than one... Cuddle boy, I assume, if there's one cuddle mm. boy that's making $80 an hour. Well, that's it. Was a I remember learning about it in I don't Japan, have the article up anymore, but like over a decade ago, there's it was a kind of a booming industry in Japan. They called them sheep boys or sheep men or something like that because you know you cuddle <laughs> and go to sleep. Them. Yeah, and I was like, damn, that's what a job you just cuddle up, no problem. And if they brought it stateside, I'm trying out. Well, okay. have you, you look around. There might be an app out here. I, I mean, I'm gonna find it. Like hell yeah, man. My worry would be that you'd get someone that doesn't doesn't believe in hygiene the same way that that I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know who wants to cuddle with that? For eight dollars an hour, we'll cuddle with. I'm uh, I don't I don't think someone that has that kind of issue. First of all, you're not starting out at all. You got to work yourself up to eight dollars an hour. You know, I'm starting off. For $8 you gotta get. An hour. You, you start off with no stars. On the cuddle app, I assume it's like it's like um, my boss is an app. Cuddle. It's one of those Dash jobs. Cuddle. I'm assuming it's like it's a gig thing, gig thing, oh. right? Well, it's I mean, gotta be. No, it wasn't. I didn't look as much into it. I'm not gonna do it. Well, oh. it's not Japan, Kyle. Oh, it's 2021. Shit. Everything is a gig now. Yeah, man. But I'm like, a, I'm a premium slice of beef. I'm really good at cuddling. Oh, they don't know that yet because they don't. You don't have the stars. I don't stars. Damn. Well, I could. I'll have like my any of my previous cuddle partners. I'll have them flooded with reviews. Well, I'm assuming that also you have to actually have someone has to actually order the services, right? And then mm. and then the person that owns the app gets a cut of it. So if you do that, you're yeah. gonna lose money because you know you're only you, you may pay ten dollars an hour, but you're only getting you're only getting eight back. <sighs> I gotta look into it. Takes their takes their cut, huh? You see what it I'm doesn't saying? seem like such a dream job anymore. Now that you've brought up some logical, um, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, brought up some arguments. Uh, all job, them. all jobs are, are bullshit when it gets down to it. What if I was an independent cuddle boy? You know, like a, uh, a sex worker on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, like a gigolo. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how long to stand <laughs> on that one. Those ones, I mean, honestly, if you want to be a from what I've read of the, of the sex workers, they mostly will operate on like websites now too. Yeah, for sure. But you don't have um, hmm, I guess you don't have to give a cut to the app or your pimp. Some of them, well, yeah, you don't. I don't think you have a pimp in that situation. Well, hopefully, well, the app is your pimp. Well, I mean, yeah. fucking the app is your pimp in this fucking <laughs> cuddle boy operation. I'm not going to be. I'm assuming some of those websites you got to pay for too, though, right? Um, what, like Twitter? No, nah, I don't think you gotta pay for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think, doesn't Twitter usually crack down on that shit? Well, I feel like they, is Twitter in there reading my DMs? Probably. probably. Well, I mean, how do people, how are you advertising your cuddle service? How do these cuddling people find you? They email me. 
off what, of what does that mean? Twitter posts. <laughs> but you're just like you're just tweeting that you hey I'm I'm cuddling for donations? What do you what's your how do you well, do I this? Just, I just say, hey, hey, I'm really good at cuddling. Here's my email, hit me up. And then when the email will be like, All right, here's the prices. <laughs> All right. Here's the rules. Gotta take I, a shower. Might work. Gotta take a shower. Might work. <laughs> gotta take here's a the rules. There are no rules, but you gotta take a shower. <laughs> you gotta take a shower first. Well, I mean, if there's no rules and you're not, I mean, the rules that just, no, it's all cuddling, only cuddling. And I guess, so like, you could, how like. How much for a little bit more, huh? You could, like, tell me about how you're feeling and stuff. You know, if you want to talk a little bit, that's okay, too. No, no, talking is extra. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm charging. No, nah, like, I'm in the pro, I'm, I'm usually in a pretty, like, chill-ass zen state if I'm just cuddling. So, like, I'm, I'm down to listen, whatever. I'm not doing anything else, you know? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laying there. I could hear about like coworkers you don't like, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I could. That's just I'm fun, just anyways. That. I'm getting paid. So that's you like no, that's uh. Now fucking. I'm doing two things. I'm cuddling and listening, Kyle. You got oh. you don't don't lowball yourself. You gotta think of your worth. Yeah, but that's like a perk of the job. You get all the hot gossip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm figuring this out. Well, I wish you luck. Independent cuddle boy. I'm advertising on this podcast. Day watch update. He emailed me for my colorist. <laughs> I'm not like a low key sex worker. Yeah, yeah, like the lowest rung. Well, <laughs> maybe like a video person would be lower. No, I think actual boy. intimacy is higher. I'm a cuddle boy. Yeah, so you're 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 like a rung two in the <laughs> sex worker ladder. Email me at probably Kyle at mcventureproductions.com. I'm a cuddle boy. Probably cuddle boy at I'm a cuddle boy. I'm the best of the cuddle boy. I'm a cuddle boy everywhere I go. Just a, a cuddle boy. We need to update our VHS cult website. I'm going to get testimonials from some of my girlfriends. <laughs> Man, he's pretty good at cuddling. He's not fun to hang out with when he's uh, an alcoholic, but he's pretty good at cuddling. <laughs> Sometimes he smells. Nah, I usually don't, to be honest. Like, I've never been... Um, That's what all smelly people say. Very smelly person. No, nah, you could ask other people that have been intimate with me. They've... Uh, people make comments about it where they're just like, huh, you don't really ever smell. It's like, yeah. I mean, obviously, after a few days, everyone's going to smell. But, like, yeah, I don't usually get smelly, I've noticed. Um, other day watch update about my devotion to Taeyeon. Um I was watching the one of the recent episodes of the show she's so on. So I have a restraining order now. <laughs> no, but um, one of the sh- the show she's on uh, every week. There's like a costume theme for the um, the cast, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the theme was, but she dressed as uh, Queen Elizabeth. So Ugh, my, disgusting. Yeah, my my devotion has tempered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to imagine she was actually dressed as Jackie O. Because, you know, like, you just wear, like, a fucking nice-ass, like, power suit and a pillbox hat. That could be anybody. Or it could just be Jackie O. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jackie O. Oh, I Jackie O. Yeah, so it's all right. <laughs> I just had to use my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it was all right. Did you hear about the uh, the school teacher that broke bad? Yeah, um, Walter White. No, no, like, the real-life one. 
So it's uh, this is a story I read, and obviously the, the all the details are are probably not out yet because it's um before you get into it too much, is broke bad like an actual phrase, or did they make that up for the show? Because it's I have not heard of it until the show, so I don't. I, I assume it's made up for the show. Yeah, because um, it sounds like dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, might, it might be something that I'm not familiar with. It yeah. could be, but it's a dumb phrase. Anyways, but to, to the real life broke bad. Uh, high school, uh, I want to say math teacher. He's also varsity uh, basketball coach. Yes. Shot dead in a, a, a shootout with a Mexican cartel. But he was trying oh, to rob. so he was. Oh, what? So what was his operation? He's a stick up. Him man? and his, him and his bro. Yeah, it sounds like they're tr- they're trying to be Omar from the Wire. Oh yeah, they're um, hitting legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, very badly. <laughs> I, again, I got there's like holes in the story, so I don't know. I feel like he there's obviously more going on that than we know about. But Ms. Brother apparently he's like show up at this trailer park um, with masks and bulletproof vests and guns, and they hold up this uh, Mexican runner, drug runner, I guess, or yeah. uh, or just a runner. He could be just, he could be doing cash. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, again, this is a, a stupid plan to begin with because how much money do you think these people? Yeah. Well, first have? of all, he's low on the totem pole, but he's affiliated, so that was a big mistake. Yeah, and so they 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 shoot this guy execution style. I assume to make it seem like it's an, another cartel did it, and then this is the part where it gets a little hazy. Um, the teacher dies. There's a some shootout. I guess like the cartel shows up at the trailer park, and there's a they start shooting at each other, and the teacher gets shot. The brother-in-law gets away. Mm. Um, but it just seems so fucking dumb. It is dumb because at one point, how much money can you possibly get away with? Well, yeah, I mean, you have bulletproof vests, but like the ammunition they used apparently didn't. It, it was too powerful to be bulletproof vests. Which, if I'm gonna go even going close to getting a gunfight with the cartels, I'm having that weird ass dragon armor, which is like two hundred fifty thousand. Which, so I don't need to rob a cartel if I have that. Well, here's the whole point. I'll sell my my body mm-hmm. armor. This is why it's dumb. Um, at one point, uh, me and a couple other friends were pretty close to robbing a drug dealer, but smart. <laughs> well, here's the difference. So first of He's all, not connected. He's just yeah, low level. Don't dude don't get someone fucking linked up with a cartel. Holy shit, that's dumb as shit. And then yeah, they don't not someone who's running for the cartel or some shit. Yeah, just get someone who's like a local drug dealer. Might be linked up or affiliated with like some street level gang, but like. Not really, you know what I mean? He might... This, this is how drug dealer operations work out in a lot of places. This dude might be buying drugs from someone who's linked up, but the drug dealer... But they don't give a shit about him, really. Yeah, no, as long as they get their money from him when he does sales and he kicks back to him, they're fine. Like So that's what we were going to do. We were just going to rob some fucking college dropout who was making a lot of money selling shit, you know what I mean? Easy target, not linked up, nothing. We just fucking rob his shit. We didn't end up doing it, but like... I mean, like that shit, no problem. But if why would you a runner for a cartel? That's the stupidest thing. That's the stupidest shit I ever heard. That's fucking. He fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he was the math teacher. So he calculated poorly. I I just you have to be an idiot to think like hell hell no. I'm yeah, not gonna rob just anyone. The risk reward there is just not not there for me. Yeah, first of all, he's low on the tone pole, so he's not gonna have very much money anyways. And then he's still like clicked up with the cartel, so you're gonna get all the wrath and no profit. There's gotta be more to it or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's what know. I'm thinking. Right? Yeah, because I mean, that's like super shit to do. Like revenge. I, I the only way I do it, is and then I would not. Like, I, this is not how I would handle it either. 
Yeah. Uh, aside from revenge, I'd do it if like my job was a hitman and I was getting paid a lot specifically to do this, and I was probably gonna get away with it. You know what I mean? Oh, I just meant like it was my old, if I'm putting myself as a, a everyday math teacher who coaches varsity basketball, I'm like, you know what? I think revenge is the only way. I'm I'm going. Yeah, and even then, in the revenge situation, I'd probably be willing to. Die. Oh, I'm approaching the situation way differently too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, well, I guess I'm I'm gonna get revenge, but I'm probably gonna die. Like, I would have to be okay with that because <laughs> yeah, the fucking cartel's gonna get you. You know. I guess he could do that, but he's a math teacher. Well respected. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, here, my thing too is I, honestly, if he gets annoyed with the initial robbery, he's probably okay because the cartel's not going to suspect like some random math teacher of robbing their asses. If he is just some random math teacher, that's like, my thing too, yeah. right? You know what I mean? There's got to. It feels like there's there's some piece of the story missing. Well, you don't also don't just like all right. I'm a math teacher who does whatever, and like, hey, you know what? I'm going to rob a cartel member now. You know what I mean? That's like. There's got to be some steps in between. <laughs> well, I, I didn't read in one story that he, because I read like two or three news articles about it when after I read the first one, because I'm like, what the fuck? Um, that he was, him and his brother were surveilling at least some of the cartel members electronically, which I'm like, that's fucking crazy too. I, th- I think maybe these people are just stupid as shit and thought they were going to be like fucking Rambo or something. That oh, doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to be fucking independent mercenary. Yeah, well, we can do it. We'll just <laughs> we'll surveil the, the guy with the uh, cartel. Omar and... survived for five seasons. God damn it. We just got to watch out for little kids. Was Omar, Omar was never robbing cartels, though, wasn't he? He was robbing, like, fucking little drug dealers, like I said. Yeah, maybe they were just, like, fucking role-playing got out of hands. To simplify it to the basic, basic like level of it is it like, yeah, we could really do it. Like when we were you're a kid and you're like, yeah, I could definitely design like fucking fucking superhero outfit, stop crime using the power of like tasers or whatever. <laughs> They're like taser man. Yeah, we could definitely we could take out the cartel. We're smarter than the cartel. Yeah, the two I of us we're definitely way more organized than like five. 500,000 guys. Oh, uh, that part is not true. <laughs> <laughs> there might be members of cartels that are smarter than you. You don't know how I people refuse, get mixed up in cartels. I just, at this point in my life, I refuse to believe anybody that, that is smarter than me. What about, uh, about, um, I'm I'm trying to to some weird pop culture like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, yeah, that was the thing is I was trying to think of like uh, who was like a popular like television journalist, and then my, I couldn't. Oh, a journalist? Yeah, oh, I, <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, um, I know. No, honestly, I'm I was I'm just being a fool of shit. I do think people there's tons of people smarter than me. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't believe I can't. Um, who's the uh, silver-haired man? <laughs> You know, oh, uh, Cooper? Anderson yeah, Cooper, Anderson Cooper. Oh no, I'm smarter than the fucking son of a Vanderbilt. Yeah, fuck that. I can't believe I can't remember his name. I seriously, I can't think of like any like TV journalists anymore. I don't know the last time I watched like cable news. <laughs> the election? That's the last time I watched it. Uh, even then, I was like, I'd only watch the cable news like with mom once in a while. No, I legitimately the, the night of the election, and then I, like a day or two after that. And that's basically it. Oh, I did watch the the night of the election with mom a little bit, but I like it was fucking boring. <laughs> I just yeah, you know I what I mean? It's like nothing's happening. 
<laughs> Bring a clown out. Throw yeah, a pie like, or something. Come on, we got to fill time. Hours and hours and hours. It's like, man, this let's is talk fucking, about the same math over and over again. It's just like this is not entertaining. How did this? How is this like a billions of dollar industry? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing. There's nothing good on cable news. CNN. I got nothing going on. But people love podcasts, and it's kind of the same thing. Just talk a lot of bullshit. Film. No, no, there's a lot of good information. Vital nuggets. And people, they're coming in this podcast. Yeah, people really wanted to hear about. I was upset that Tayon cosplayed as uh, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> there's a couple Koreans and, and maybe a few Irish people that really care. All right, woo! I hope we have a Korean audience, just because I need to get to the bottom of some of these cultural uh, mysteries I have about Korea. I've done some uh, research of, of Marky Mark. No, uh, Patrick Wolf. Remember, we used to have Patrick Wolf watch. Oh yeah, what Patrick Wolf watch? Yeah, day I, was like, yeah. You know I saw Patrick Wolf. He <laughs> slid down the slide and he got up and he said, "Oh, everything is a rainbow." Yeah, like the other day, I was like, you know, I should probably just do some like cursory internet research. I could probably get an idea of what's up with Patrick Wolf. Oh man, I wish you would make another like poppy album. I want to hear some Patrick Wolf pop music. All right, so here's the timeline of what's been going on with Patrick Wolf, it's as far as I can tell. Go ahead. It's not been great. Yeah. So 2012, he releases uh, "River Dark and Sunlight," his last album, right? Which is some new shit, but mostly it's like stripped down folk versions of his other shit. And he says, "I'm gonna go on hiatus for a while. I'm burnt out. I'm tired of this shit." Uh, then a couple years later, um, he says he's going to have a book of poetry coming out. Um, I actually remember this cause I pre-ordered it and the book still hasn't come out yet. So I don't know what happened to pre-order, but like, it'd be cool if like someone who lived at one of the many houses I lived <laughs> at just gets a copy of Patrick Gould's book eventually. Well, where, I mean, it depends on where you pre-order from too. If you pre-order from Amazon, it's just going to, if you change your address, it's going to fall. Oh, out. it was like pre-ordered from his website or something. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be some weird hunt to find these people. <laughs> this book. Yeah, I don't know, but um, so uh, and then he continues on hiatus, and I found an interview with him in 2018, where uh, he so his mom got sick, and that was shitty for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm sure COVID's been great for her, but go ahead. And then um, this is all before 2018. Yeah, I know. And then he got hit by a car in Venice, so he had to uh, recuperate from that. And then mm-hmm. in the 2018 interview, he was mentioned he had had a whole bunch of legal and financial troubles with his management too. So he just had a shitty like few years, right? And he 2018 he mentioned um, he had basically had like a full album of material from that like shitty period that he was ready to record. And then uh, obviously that didn't happen. And then the next thing I could find is in last year in 2020, like right before the pandemic happened, he did uh, like three shows over a weekend in a church in London where he (laughs) played uh, him and just one other guy played down like stripped down versions of like his classic material and like some new piano driven songs. Okay. And that's that. That's all I know. At one point in 2018, he was ready to record a new album. That didn't happen. He showed up again and did a series of pretty good concerts, according to the um, the periodical of notes I read it in. And then who knows, man? He doesn't he doesn't have Twitter. Well, he has a Twitter, but he hasn't posted on it ever. Um, his website hasn't been updated forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, what's going on with Patrick Wolf? <laughs> 
Where's that poetry book? <laughs> yeah, where's that poetry book at? Oh, <laughs> uh, and in one of the interviews, uh, he mentioned um, a lot of the oh, reason why he stopped making music and was burnt out and stuff is because uh, if you remember a lot of the press he got um, in England, he got, I mean, he didn't get very much press. Oh, uh, the, the famous English press. But it was all very just generous. About, yeah, it was all just about how he dressed and how he was gay. You know what I mean? He just became like a gay sideshow, he was saying. And he's uh, he like, I guess it got to him, which sucks. What he brought up, it, it reminded me of um, how different it kind of was back then, like from what, 2006 to mm-hmm. 2012 or so. Like, it still was pretty like unusual to be like queer openly, even in the music scene, which is kind of hard to fathom now because I feel like um, most independent music is dominated by like queerness. I'm just saying like that it's music seems to be specifically the one avenue where nowadays it seems pretty common to be queer it but he was saying like I felt like a sacrifice to make that possible which he was to a certain extent right not that Patrick Wolf was like globally popular but at least in England that was it was probably a pretty big deal things have changed over time (laughs) how they're still the same yeah but I mean fucking that's my dude. I f- his music is like fucking. It's perfect for like the for the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Patrick Wolf's about there for the kids, the people kids. Yeah, the kids would love Patrick Wolf. Zoomers these days love Patrick Wolf. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like all the avant-garde, like hyper pop, like popular shit right now. Patrick Wolf was doing that. He's Patrick Wolf legitimately is like an artist. I can say that was like definitely ahead of, way ahead of his time. Yeah. And now nothing. It's November 2012. It's been nine years, almost nine years since his last album. Shit, man. What's Patrick Wolf up to? Some, someone let, writing poetry. It seems like. fucking someone let Patrick Wolf know the people need him. Well, at least you do. Yeah. Let, someone let Patrick Wolf know. The Zoomers know. need you, Pete Wolf. <laughs> Kyle needs you. Think of the Zoomers and Kyle. That was my guy. My biggest inspiration in my early 20s. From like 19 to 23, I'll say. (laughs) Fucking love Patrick Wolf. That's it. That's all the info I got about Patrick Wolf. Hopefully he listens to this podcast to let us know what he's been up to. We do have a couple Irish listeners. He's in Ireland right now. Where is he at? Uh, That interview in 2018, he was still in South London. South London. I don't know where we rank in, in terms of English, English foot Hopefully they don't like us. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like them. Oh, I just, <laughs> just to bring up um, current events, politics. Uh, they're, they're fucking the, uh, they're going to have a council to uphold traditional Anglo-Saxon values or whatever. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, it's a caucus the GOP's forming. Oh, a caucus, forming. right. I couldn't think fuck of the word. me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think they already... Um, back down from it because of the blowback but uh (laughs) i was thinking like all right cool we're gonna get like a fucking celtic caucus going and we're allowed to blow up the (laughs) anglo-saxons it's cultural heritage we get to blow you up how's that sound (laughs) well i don't like it sir i don't like it at all it's part of our culture it's long tradition since uh, the 60s I guess actually probably even before that they were using improvised explosives. 
I mean, yeah, the fascists were chucking TNT around in the early uh, 1900s, so I gotta imagine the, the Irish were doing it sometimes, too. The real problem is the state seems to have a monopoly on violence, and fuck that, I want to use violence, too, goddammit. <laughs> Let me have a little bit of the violence. A little of that violence pie. I, even personally, I've always hated Monopoly. It's a stupid board game. I guess I'm out of stuff to talk about. Oh, wait. I uh, watched. When was the last time you watched the Cindy Lauper Goonies music video? Oh. 10. When it was right. actually on MTV. All right. Well, check it out. The. Um, the original version of it, first of all, it's a seven and a half minute epic. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I mean, that's a day back in the day when they're when they're like, yeah, let's let's very let's conceptual, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, has Captain Lou Albano in it because that's her dad. Well, it's Cindy Lauper. Yeah, that's her dad. Uh, but it also has uh, <laughs> Iron Sheik, Classy Freddie Blassie, Nikolai Volkov, and Hot Rod Roddy Piper in it. Um, the Goonies kids show up in it at, at some point. Clearly, it's been some time since Goonies is filmed because they all look quite different. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy's not there for some reason. I guess she couldn't make it to the shoot. Um, and uh, it's amazing. I, it's just fucking. It's just really good. It's just the crazy shit. I mean, it's a really good song. Um, it led me yesterday to spend a few hours just like watching Cindy Lauper music videos and listening to music and shit. Cindy Lauper's pretty tight. I like she bop because I forgot that it's just about masturbating. She's uh, that's some pretty revolutionary shit for the mainstream '80s, I think. Right? To just be like, yeah, everyone should masturbate. <laughs> She's out there bopping herself, huh? They're not, it's like not even coy, you know. What I mean? it's, it's <laughs> pretty obvious, but yeah. So Cindy Lauper rules. That's my final statement for this week. Cindy Lauper's pretty tight. Uh, see, I, I don't know if I got any final statements about Cindy Lauper or any, uh, or anything musical. Um, I've uh. Uh, every time I go to the store now, or to the grocery store, there's always like a new kind of new kind of apple. Um, you know, it seems like people are going crazy with their apple varieties, which is how I know. And I live in the greatest country in the world. Like, you try so many different weird kinds of apples, but uh, I tried uh, <laughs> sugar bee apples. Fucking delicious! They're my new favorite apple. Sugar bee, sugar bee apples. Shiver me apples. Shiver me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat a whole bushel of shiver me apples. apples. What's so great about them? They're delicious. I don't know what to tell you. They're, they're sweet and they're crunchy. And they, and they have like a honey color on the inside. And they have a little honey, a little honeybee as their mascot. And, and they're fantastic. It sounds pretty That's cool. That's my final world. There's, they're almost as good as Cindy Lauper. Yeah, you're telling me, man. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. The only person who's... <laughs> VHSCult.com, KVLT. You can listen to podcasts there and learn more about us. Um, you can please rate and review this podcast. Follow us on Spotify and the other platforms. Rate and review it on every platform you can think of. Talk about us on Twitter. Post about us in subreddits and YouTube videos and whatever you can think of to get people to listen to the VHS cult because I've got opinions and people need to hear them for some reason. Mostly, at this point, this podcast for me is... uh, so I can somehow learn more about Japanese and Korean culture. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not working out so far. It's a desperate plea. <laughs>
need to figure out some of these cultural mysteries. Does everyone just kind of know that Key is probably gay and they just act like he's not? Or are they that stupid? (laughs) What's the deal? Someone let me know. Whatever, I guess that's it. Check out Noboru Iguchi movies. Check out Live a Happy Clean Life. Or at least a happy one. Well, yeah, I don't know why I said clean. That's some fucking bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, drink your milks, kiss your mom. Do whatever shit you want as long as it doesn't uh, hurt other people. If it does hurt other people, you're an asshole. And if it does hurt other people, if, like, they're into it, then, like, that's okay, too. Maybe not. That's that's like kind of cult behavior. I don't know. Yeah, you know, sometimes people don't don't really know if they're into it. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I'm. I don't know what I'm trying to justify, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something weird. <laughs> All I'm telling you is, uh, fucking VHS cult rules. VHS cult.